Hey, good morning, guys. It's Randy here from Made Free Church. Uh, this is the morning church service for Made Free Church. Uh, Dave is, uh, Pastor Dave, keep Pastor Dave in prayer because uh, Pastor Dave isn't feeling well. That's why I'm on here. I know uh, most people are, are, are that, that are, are probably in church because it is 930 and, and most people go to church at 930. But I wanted just to get on. 
I want to touch on a very, um, you know, it's been in my heart for the last couple of days to touch on this, on, on this topic. Uh, what does the Bible teach about sexual orientation and uh, sexual identity? You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, when I'm touching on this subject, I want you guys to understand that I'm not bashing. Uh, and I'm not creating division. Um, I'm just going by what the Bible teaches us about sexual orientation and gender identity. I know this has been a big thing. Um, there's been an Equality Act that's been put out that, you know, ministers are allowed to speak about it, uh, but ministers aren't allowed to, you know, uh, minister uh, to people that are that are having that. Uh, especially here in the state of California. But I want to touch on the subject because I think that we need to understand biblically what the Bible says about sexual orientation, but also and how we should deal with these people in a loving, caring manner, you know, and not be judgmental because uh, they feel that they're the one way or anything. But, you know, being allowed to minister the gospel and, and not be judgmental and, and, and love them. You know, uh, there's a lot of, uh, it's been polarized out there for a very, very long time that Christians hate homosexuality and Christians hate gender identity. And we don't, we hate the sin, but, and, and no, and this is nowhere in the Bible, but I'm going to say this. We hate the sin, but we don't, but we love the sinner. God hates the sin and God loves the sinner. So it's very important that we understand that, right? So this is a very touchy subject. I, you know, I may get arrested. I may get kicked off Facebook for doing this, but this, this, this needs to really, really be addressed, you know? Uh, so we get a biblical understanding on how people are today. You know, um, again, I'm not here to bash. Um, I'm not here to put down anybody that is a homosexual or dealing with gender identity uh, or gender dysphoria. Uh, but I want to talk about what God says about it biblically. That's where I'm coming from. It's a biblical perspective, not a hateful uh, perspective. So before we get started, um, guys, if you guys need prayer, uh, please go to madefreechurch.org. That's madefreechurch.org. We have... Um, you know, we have some things that uh, we are, um, you know, trying to get done. We're trying to find a place where we can actually have a real service and go back to gathering together. And we're looking to open up a discipleship home. So that being said, I, I think uh, another another announcement, I think Pastor Chad is going to be making an announcement. I don't know if today or when he's going to be doing that. Um and, it, and, it, and but just just guys pay attention to the announcement because the announcement is very important and stuff like that okay so let's get into this study um i know this is not a study that we normally would do on a sunday uh, but it's something that i kind of felt led that we need to talk about we need to have a discussion about and we need to let the homosexuals know and the and the transgenders and the, and, and the transsexuals know that we don't hate them we love them and and god loves them and jesus died for them too um and i i think that is is one of the things that we need to really really kind of discuss right 
So let's get into this study. Heavenly Father, we just love you. We thank you. We thank you for your word. We thank you for this time. Uh, we thank you that uh, we get to have a discussion. Uh, we just ask God that if you if you just get me out of the right way and allow your word to go through, Lord, and, and just uh, we love you, we worship you, and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. So um, I'm gonna have I'm gonna make uh, some other announcements, um, you know, uh, at the end. So guys, please do that, okay? Just stay stay tuned. <laughs> All right. So um, what does God say about sexual orientation? Well, in Genesis 1, 26 to 27, and, and then God said, let us make man, the Hebrew word for man is Adam. It's the generic term for man that comes from the proper name Adam as our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish, the sea, the birds, the heavens, uh, over the livestock, over all the earth, and everything creeping that is creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. And the image of man, he created him male and female, and he created them. And God blessed them and said uh, to them, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish, the sea, fish of the sea, over the birds of the heavens, and over every living thing that moves on earth. In Romans uh, 1, 26 through 27 says, for this reason, God gave them over to their dishonorable passions for their females exchanged natural functions, which is unnatural. And in the same way, also males abandoned the natural function of the woman and burned in their desire toward one another. Males with males committing indecent acts and receiving their own persons the due penalty of the error so what does god say about sexual orientation right what does he say about it guys uh, just a quick announcement before we get into the actual study um if you guys i will see your comments but if you guys guys give Streamyard access to your profile i'll actually see your name and i'll, I'll be able to respond in in kind to that if not, if you guys don't do that, what I'll do is I'll just say, hey, Facebook user or hey, uh, uh, a YouTube user or hey, Twitter user. Great. You know, stuff like that. So, all right. Okay. So, you know, when a baby is born, the first thing they usually say, oh, it's a boy, it's a girl. You know, the sex of the child is always based on bi uh, biology, anonymity and chromosomes. But for some people, their, their, their senses of gender does not always match their sex. This mismatch was brought to attention in 2015 when Olympic superstar Bruce Jenner announced that he no longer wanted to be Bruce. Several months later, he was introduced on the front cover of Vanity Fair as Caitlyn Jenner. The same year, uh, same-sex marriages were legalized in all 50 states in June, on June 26, 2015. An act of the United States Supreme Court would give, would have uh, thought that, who thought that that would have been possible just a few years earlier? I mean, seriously. Um, but the speed at which the culture's view on gender and sexuality has changed in our time, uh, in our, in our, in, in, you know, in, in the last few years at lightning speed. You know, I, I read a, a, uh, that Facebook in the U.S. 
uh, used over 50 general options, whereas in the UK, a person has over 70 gender options. However, I believe that now is able to uh, custom, you know, custom list of one's gender preference on Facebook, right? So who knows how many options are out there today? When we're considering, uh, well, when I was considering what topic to preach today, um, I thought it would be appropriate to do this, you know, uh, uh, and believe that this topic was important for us to examine in the light of our cultural conditions. And, and not only is there a pressure in the contem contemporary uh, culture to accept modern conceptions of sex and gender, our children are being uh, uh, taught that also in from grade school all the way through high school and college. I mean, we got to understand kids from third grade to seventh grade who have no idea about who they are sexually are being taught this. Right. So yeah, it's got to understand that. Why we can, you know, I could spend a lot of, of, of sessions on this topic, but I'm going to cover this only in one, one session. This study will be necessary. Um, cursory. However, I believe that it will be sufficient to give a biblical answer to the issue of sexual orientation and gender orientation. You know, I encourage you guys to uh, uh, get the book uh, uh, by by Ma uh, Michael uh, Labrave. It's called "The Gospel and Sexual Orientation," as, as well as the gospel and gender identity. You'll learn more about this this very important topic. And I should mention, I have no expertise in med medicine, science, or psychology. My training is theological. And so my approach to this topic is theological. My concern is what the Bible teaches about this uh, topic. And it also, how we as Christians and as a church should help those wrestling with the related, uh, with, with, with these issues related to sexual gender and sexual orientation. But let, let me briefly define the terms so that we're thinking about the same thing. Okay, sex refers to a, bi bi a biological classification of a person as male or female based on physical features. Gender refers to the social and psychological classification of a person as male or female based on their personal perception. See, there are a few instances where, in which a person's physical anonymity difference, differs from his or her chromosome makeup. And that's very rare, very difficult emotionally, very difficult as a minister to to talk, talk about this and beyond the scope of the study. Historically, a person's physical sex and social gender are regarded as undefined. So a physical male was also a social male and a physical female was also a social female. Today, this historical view has been, has been challenged. A person's sex and gender are no longer regarded necessary in matching. Today, a physical male may be gendered as a female and vice versa. That is where the term transgender comes from. A transgender person whose sex and gender do not match. But I want to, I, I, you know, what, what is God 
what's God's answer for this for this issue of sexual orientation? Let, let, let's do an outline real quick. One, the current concerns about issue of sexual orientation. Two, culture's answers to the issue of sexual orientation. And three, God's answer to sexual orientation. You know, current uh, concerns about sexual orientation, right? First, we, we got to look at the, the, the current concerns about sexual orientations. Why do we need to examine these issues? Sexual orientation about uh, sexual orientation and gender identity are at the forefront of today's culture. There's tremendous amount that has been written about it. Laws have been changed. The media accepts the sex and gender and it don't need to match for the people. As I said, even in social media, like Facebook allows people to self-identify. People who wrestle with sexual orientation and gender identity uh, issues often struggle very deeply, although admittedly not all do. The Transgender Remembrance Day poster says 30, 34% of trans people attempt suicide, 64% are bullied, and 73% of trans people are harassed in public. 21% of trans uh, people avoid going out in public due to fear. And if these numbers are accurate, or even if they are, are close to be accurate, that's, that's really sad, right? The current sexual orientation movement is extremely influential. Way back in 1994, an article in Time magazine said that said that the homosexual revol- that the magazine said that the social revolution uh, revolution uh, homosexual re- revolution, and it's still changing the way that America sees many of basic institutions like family, church, schools, military, media, culture, among them, and everywhere. One looks, there are signs of gay acceptability, formerly unmanageable. Gays are working openly in the White House and, uh, and on the Capitol Hill. A gay man is a president of the Minnesota State Senate. Another is a Democratic candidate, Secretary of State, right? Pop stars and Olympic heroes acknowledge they're gay. And the gay dollar is courted by big companies and gay tourism is, is encouraged. Earlier this month, 2,000 gay men and women were made welcome to Icon in, in, a, in a bridgeous family life at Disney World. Former U.S. Uh, uh, Surgeon uh, General Joyce Elders asserted that this, this is what she said. We need to speak out and tell, to tell people that sex is good. Sex is wonderful. It's normal and healthy part of being whether it's homosexual or heterosexual. In 1961, uh, every state in the U.S. had laws outlining homosexual activity. But by June 2015, same-sex marriage was legalized in all 50 states by an act of the United States Supreme Court. Our culture has been pressing hard, especially in the recent years, to accept whatever sexual orientation or gender identity persons chooses. And however, we consider the issues of sexual orientation and gender identity, but we must be sure the answers are in agreement with God's word. We must not capitulate to medicine, science, and psychology unless its uh, uh, propositions are consistent with God's word. 
And second, notice the culture's answers to sexual orientation. One of the current view that promoted sexual orientation is this sermon by our biological makeup. They say that sexual orientation is akin to eye color or left-handedness. Right? And with regard to gender or transgender activist and entertainer, Chaz Bono said, there is a gender in your brain and a gender in your body. And 99% of the people, those things are in alignment. For transgender people, uh, they are mismatched. It's it, And that is all it is. It's not complicated. It's not neurosis, right? It's a mix-up. It's a birth defect like a cleft palate. One leading researcher, Simon LeVay, conducted a post-mortem examination of the brains of 19 homosexual men who died with AIDS, who died from AIDS, and 16 presumed sexual men, six, whom died of AIDS. His results uh, suggested that the brains of a homosexual men con- consistently are more had more brain cells in the specific area of the brain. It's called INAH3, believed to be involved in sexual behavior. When the data uh, was interpreted with the homosexuality as biological determined view, the conclusion is that homosexuality is located in the brain. But so you see, fellow scientists have noted that the results of this study do not establish a, a, a causative link between brain activity and homosexual behavior. Even even LaVey agreed that his research was limited and that was an invitation to further study. In fact, he acknowledged this. The results uh, do not allow me to decide if the size of the INH, INAH3 in the individual is the cause or the consequence of the, the individual's sexual orientation. In other words, from his perspective, it may just be likely that possible the brain differences are the result of homosexuality rather than cause. Right. But it's important to note that Michael uh, uh, Left Breve writes this. It is possible that the future science will be more thoroughly demonstrated that the biological factors associated uh, with such conditions are truly causative. It may be it, it may even be found that there is a gauging so that even homosexuality is con- is is cognical. The answers to these questions are extremely important. However, they do not, they do not in themselves call for a reform of the church's historic doctrine of man, of human sexuality, and impact of original sin. Another current view promoted sexual orientation is determined by psychological or environmental factors. Alfred Kinsley uh, eventually said this. I have come to the conclusion that homosexuality is largely a matter of conditioning. Perhaps this is why sex authority masters Johnson uh, masters and Johnson emphasize that it is of vital importance that we, that all professionals in mental health field keep in mind that homosexuality, man or woman, is basically a man or woman genetic determination and homosexuality oriented and learned preference. There are people who have same sex attractions called SSA. 
And there are people who have what is known as gender dysphoria, which is defined as an experience of clinically significant distress due to marked incongruence between one's experience, expressed gender, and assigned gender at least six uh, or, or at least six months duration. Our culture's answers to this issue of sexual orientation and gender identity is very inadequate. The vast majority of people dealing with this issue still struggle. So what's God's answer? Third, let's, you know, uh, a biblically, a person, uh, uh, a person's social gender, gender is, is identified with his or her anatomical sex. People are created by God with male or female anatomical sex. And that sexual identity remarks the person's gender identity. There are, however, a very small number of people born with ambiguous anonymity. But, but beyond that, there's a scope in this message. So, 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 so stay tuned here, right? Hey, bro, hey how, you, how you doing? I, I can't see your name, but how are you? I'm doing well. Um, anyway, the, 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 uh, the biblical foundational statement on sexual orientation and sexual identities in Genesis one twenty six, And then God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish, the sea, the birds of the heaven over livestock and over all the earth and every creep thing, creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. And God blessed them and said to, to be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea, the birds of the heaven, and every living thing that moves on the earth. Note that this passage introduces God's design for humanity as male and female. These two categories are not merely descriptive of all humans, but they're prescriptive. These are not the two outer ranges with a, a, a gradation between them. No, there are only two categories, male and female. This passage also conflates sex and gender. Biological classification is exactly the same as social classification. The reproductive and social duties of man is to present within the same gender as it is for women. Uh, Lepervirv uh, notes this. Nowhere in scripture are men and women exhorted to question their gender identity based on the taste of their mannerisms, let alone their sexual orientation. Modern proponents of the sexual revolution say that the Bible does not condemn a homosexuality at it is it, it, uh, when it's properly understood. Most liberal churches believe this. They say that that homosexual promiscuity in the Bible relates to a cultic proposition of rape or or or, or predecessory. They argue that the Bible approves of homosexual relationships, and if they are committed to lifelong monogamous relationship, the problem that scripture simply does not teach what they assert. There are a number of passages in scripture that deal with the issue of homosexuality. They are Genesis 19, 1 through 29, the account of Sodom and Gomorrah, 
Judges 19, 1 through 30, the Levites uh, concubine, Leviticus 18, 22, and 20, uh, Le uh, Leviticus 20, 13, the Mosaic prohibitions, Romans 1, 26 through 27, Paul on unnatural desire, 1 Corinthians 6, 9 through 11, Paul lists the defilements, 1 Timothy 1, 8 through 11, Paul's application to the Ten Commandments, and Jude 5, uh, chapters 5 through 7, Sodom and Gora remember. We don't have the time to examine all these texts, but I want to, I want to invite you, you know, to 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 look at these, uh, you know, and look at the book by Michael LeBrave, The Gospel and Sexual Orientation. It's a really good book. Um, however, let me draw an attention to Leviticus 18.22. You shall not lie with a male as with a woman. It's an abomination. Also in Leviticus, Leviticus 20.13, it says, if a man lies with a male, as with a woman, both of them have committed abomination and they will surely put to death. Their blood is upon them. Some argue that the Mosaic prohibitions are given to God's people as they are about to enter the promised land because they were not to, uh, uh, to imitate the ritual or cultic idolatrous worship of the Canaanites. Others argue that these are ceremonial and not moral laws. However, these arguments simply do not hold up. The wider context for these passages is seen in Leviticus 18, 1 through 30, and 20, 10 through 27. It makes it clear that these are not ceremonial laws, but moral laws required of all people. Let me make a brief comment about, of, of, of Romans 1, uh, 26 to 27. It's for, uh, and it says this. For this reason, God gave them over to dishonorable passions for their women exchanged natural relationship for those that are contrary to nature. And men likewise gave up natural relationships with women and were consumed with passion for one another. Men committing shameless acts with men and receiving themselves the due penalty of their error. One of the arrangements that some use in support of homosexuality relationships is that Paul is condemning any individual engaged in sexual activity contrary to its own innate nature, uh, rather than condemning the sexual activity that is contrary to the nature or created order. But Michael Labravi uh, answers this way, the view fails to take into account that the fact that the whole passage harkens back to creation where god determined the natural man's sexual makeup he united a man and a woman as biblically natural partners the point of romans chapter one is that humanity has rebelliously twisted god's natural order including sexual design hence god has given them over even further to sin they crave. The point is not that the individual is different in, in born identities, which they must act consistently their own sexual nature, but that the Lord has established a normative identity of male or female for all hum, uh, humanity to express sexuality between one man and one woman being joined as one flat of uh, one flesh, mankind's sexual nature through some 
may indeed experience strong same-sex attractions, God's people must know from Scripture <clears throat> that while such temptations are real and perhaps even biologically influenced, they are not objectively natural, but the result of the human sinfulness requiring redemption. So when we, when we confront the issue of sexual orientation, we should give heeds to God's answers and set, uh, that, that is set forth in Scripture. God's answers, however, must also be given pastorally. So if you're a pastor out there, you really... Yeah, I don't believe that either, Emily. You know what I mean? Um, but, you know, as, as we sit here and, and, and we talk about this, you know, um, this is very, you know, a, a very touchy subject. Like I said, I'm not here to condemn homosexuality or, or, or gender identity. It's, it's really not something to condemn. We, we're, we're not to judge that. We're supposed to love be merciful and graceful, but we should, we should be teaching biblical standards, not liberal biblical standards. It's totally two different. That's, that's, that's a whole different teaching altogether. Right. Um, first, the Bible clearly teaches that there is only two sexes, male and female. There are only two genders and these genders correspond our biological sex. Second, if you're experiencing if you're experiencing sexual orientation uh, 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 or gender identity, please go to talk to talk to somebody who you, who you trust. You know what I mean. Work through it. Find out what the causes of it. And third, grace is available to all. All of us who all of us deal with sin and suffering in our lives. Paul struggled with an unnamed affliction that God never removed from him in 2 Corinthians 12, 8 through 10. But God did promise that his grace was sufficient for him. And fourth, the gospel provides the only hope for us. God promises total redemption for man in Christ. And in this life, we must continually make use of these means of grace to deal with our sin and grow in Christ likeness. And finally, let us be a fellowship of God's people who love all people, regardless of the, 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 the issue with what, what they're struggling with. It grieves my heart that I hear uh, people make off-color comments about those struggling with, with sexual orientation or gender identities. We may love others, as we wish to be loved. Amen. You know, I'm not going to make a, a, a statement uh, that most others will, you know, concerning homosexuality and gender identity. We must have grace and mercy dealing with these issues and compassion. We also must come with these issues in love, right? And yes, the Bible calls it a sin and I'm in total agreement with it biblically. But we should never cast aside these people who are having these issues and just minister to them and love them. The biggest problem with today's society is that Biden has placed a lawsuit called the Equality Act. And it's very hard for us to touch this topic because the fear of being arrested or being kicked off face Facebook or other social media platforms. 
But I'll say this. Christ loved them as Christ loved them. Right? I mean, that's what we're supposed to be doing. We're supposed to be little Christ loving people despite their sexual orientation, despite their sexual issues, despite their sin, because every single one of us falls. Every single one of us sins daily, even the the blatant sin that we know is wrong as Christians, as believers, as followers of Christ, right? We all do this. You know what I mean? I know myself, you know, I dealt with a lot of different things from my childhood all the way up to, to now. You know, I thought I had a grip on, 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 on stuff and, 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 and it was taking very, very pride in, in, in my position, but not once, not once was I humble about anything. I would be going after people, going after other pastors, calling them out and stuff like that. But I, I was, I was doing it out of pride. I wasn't doing it in love. See, that's my sin. And, you know, and I'll put that out there and you know why I'll put that out there? Because this is something that me and God are dealing with. And my pastor, David Church, are dealing with right now. You know, walking through the streams of life. Dealing with the things that I need to deal with so I can be restored. You know, we're never, ever, ever going to come and and be perfect in this life. We're always going to sin. We're always going to be stupid. We're always going to have different perceptions and different things on different uh, subjects but we need to understand what god god's word says about sexual orientation and sexual identity but not once should we ever cast them aside and tell them that they can't be in in our church i mean they cannot be around us because of their sexual orientation or their sexual identity we need to love them and share and minister to them and not talking about you're a sin. You're you're in sin. Just get away from me, man. I I don't need to deal with you. No, we shouldn't be like that. We should be loving and caring, man. I I hope you got a lot about this. This was very hard for me to do, um. But I you know I, I was praying about it. You know, uh, Pastor David said I, I can't do service. Can you do it this morning? And I was like, yeah, dude, I'll do it. And I was praying about you know what I was going to do this on, and um, this is what came up. I hope I don't get arrested. I, I hope I don't get kicked off Facebook, but you know, it may happen. You know what I mean? It may happen. But what I do know is this. If we really love God, we will really love them and share with them the gospel of Jesus Christ. You know, our, our, our country is under judgment, but one of the biggest things that we have to understand, the church is under judgment right now, you know, because of all the, 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 the hate, because of all the, the, you know, we're not supposed to hate these people. We're supposed to, we're, you know, I'm living my life right now out of 1 Corinthians 13. And you know what? Man, I've been a lot happier since I started doing that. And, and because it's, it's, it's about love, man. Christ loved us so much that he went to die on the cross for your sin, my sin, and whoever sin that 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 confesses that he's lord and savior god is so perfect jesus is perfect 
The Holy Spirit is perfect. And if you're not in connection with all three, you need to be. You need to go to him, give your life and trust him. Get into the word of God, study the word of God and come to him and say, that's it. I'm done. I mean, anyways, guys, I hope you guys had an amazing service uh, to the ones that are watching, the ones that um, are are going to be watching later and stuff like that. I do have a couple more announcements um, before we uh, end here in prayer. Guys, if you would like to support our church and the ministries inside these church, please go to madefreechurch.org. Uh, um, you know, thank you in advance for your donations. Your donations are tax deductible. So if you do it on our cash app or if you do it on our uh, PayPal link, please leave your email address so we can send you a tax deductible receipt for your taxes next year. Because we are a legit 501c3 church and we love uh, and, and, and we do because we want to open up a, you know, we want to open up a ministry home. We want to find a church that um, we're able to, uh, you know, get. Um, Oh, I will. I will. No worries there, Emily. <laughs> um, and, uh, uh, you know, we, 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 we just, we want to open up a home. We want to op- we want to get into a, uh, have our own church building so we can gather and, and pastor Dave is really, really pushing this. I'm really pushing this, how to, how to talk with pastor Chad about it as well yesterday. And guys, please check out our friends at 120army.com. Uh, they just launched a brand new app. It's a prayer app. These guys are amazing. Aaron and, and Jose, we love you. Fist bump to you guys. Um, and uh, guys, get this on your app store. If you have Android or iPhone, get this app. Get involved. We have a group on there as well. It's called Made Free Church. We're gonna also going to have a gospel-affiliated group as well. And if you guys want to check out my personal website, you can go to ServantForChrist.com. tells you all what I'm, what I'm about, what I believe and stuff like that. We also have another website called gospelaffiliated.org, which is our discipleship site. Go to that, this uh, gospelaffiliated.org. And guys, thank you for watching. Man, this has been an amazing, amazing morning. And let's pray out. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time. We thank you for the opportunity we get to spend with you. We love you and we worship you. Lord, bless these people today. Bless what they do. Lord, bless them in an abundance in Christ Jesus. We love you. We worship you. And we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Guys, you guys have an amazing morning. Love you guys. God bless you. And uh, may the Lord richly bless you in, in abundance in Christ Jesus. God, God bless, guys.